0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.
1: 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskag Today with your host, Ryan Young.
0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Saskag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan. wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Glad to be back in the saddle once again. Come back from my week-long vacation. I was on an Alberta road trip with the missus and my mother. Kind of toured Calgary, Banff, and Edmonton. And it was uh, least to say it was a great vacation. And again, glad to be back here to provide you with the latest on Sask Ag today. Here's what we got going on on the program from the roundtable. Kevin Hirsch provided his thoughts on a few announcements made by the federal government. Farmers in France confronted their president even after a week's long protest ended. Social media was a buzz over Subway and Yellow Mustard. And a private member's bill related to transporting live horses by air is being discussed by the Commons Ag Committee. Farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Coming up first on the program after the break is the saskagtoday.com roundtable with Kevin Hirsch.
1: This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director
0: Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. The Canadian Canola Growers Association announced the opening of the early application window for 2024 cash advances two weeks ago, but not everyone is happy about its contents. That was the first topic of discussion on Friday's SaskAgToday.com roundtable with Chief Agricultural Editor Kevin Hirsch. We, you
2: know, mentioned in last week's roundtable that uh, cash advances are now available through uh, the Canola Growers Association, one of the the organizations that administer the fund. But what I should have cued to was the fact that back in 2022, the government raised it to $250,000 interest-free. And then last you increased it to $350,000 interest-free. Well, there's been a no, no announcement about the, the amount being increased, so it drops back to its original $100,000 interest-free, uh, which when you look at it, What's really changed, expenses are still pretty high. Interest rates are supposed to come down but haven't come down yet. So the reasons for increasing it to $350,000 haven't exactly gone away. And, And there's going to be farm groups lobbying and saying that There's no reason to reduce this uh, as producers look for operating cash for the year ahead. And uh, that that $350,000 saves you a lot more money interest-free than $100,000 would. So it'll be interesting to see if the government responds to those requests.
0: He also commented on last week's federal government announcement of funding of up to $10.6 million for the Swine Cluster 4 program for hog sector research.
2: Well, each of the, there's numerous clusters out there, and we we see the clusters with their funding announced, whether it's the diverse field crop cluster or the wheat cluster or the pulse crop cluster. But there's also a pork cluster. Uh, They have to make applications, uh, uh, have their projects meet the the, the criteria, and then there's matching federal funding. So these are are not not unsurprising or not too surprising that uh, these are being announced, but always good news when good research projects get funding.
0: Hirsch then went into Ottawa's announcement of the opening of an agriculture and agri-food office in Manila, Philippines.
2: I think uh, bolstering trade is always very valuable. I do wonder why we have Canadian trade offices and then we also have Saskatchewan trade offices and I'm sure some of the other provinces are doing it too. Uh, I guess everybody's got slightly different uh, Rationale for where they put trade offices, but it makes it would make more sense to me if we were all on the same page and and The trade offices encompassed all of Canada, you know Our our premier Scott Moe right now is is in India promoting trade Which is a very valuable trading partner for especially for pulse crops and and many other things Uh, And and that's that's all valuable, but but, uh, I think it would make sense to promote things uh, jointly and have all the provinces and the federal government together and where they put trade offices and and how the efforts are carried out.
0: Hirsch then reacts to the news of $60 million in federal and provincial funding for Manitoba's Port of Churchill.
2: When I first got into the ag news business in uh, the early 80s, uh, Churchill was in the news then and why aren't we using Churchill more? And then, you know, the, the whole uh, rail line and port facility was sold to Omnitrack, an American shortlining uh, 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 railway company, uh, you know, a private company. Everybody thought, well, maybe this is going to be, you know, a good thing for Churchill. They could never get significant volumes through there. Then it was sold to a combination of AGT Foods and, and a financial, Fairfax Financial, I believe it was, and after a number of years and they they got some government money, but they basically walked away from it. And I think there's a First Nations uh owns a lot of that infrastructure now. So call me skeptical. There's reasons why you need a rail line to Churchill because of the community, but I'm I'm really doubtful that we're going to see significant amounts of grain move there anytime soon. It's been a lot of years since anything significant has moved through Churchill. So uh, it might not be a popular opinion, but uh, colour me sceptical.
0: He says there's no guarantee that the rail line to Churchill won't get washed out again. No,
2: it's it's a difficult uh, rail line through the, the, the permafrost there. Some people say that with climate change, uh, Churchill is going to become more and more viable. Uh, perhaps, but I, it's still a pretty short-season port, and there's a lot of difficulty... It is a lot closer uh, than than some of the export uh, facilities for a big chunk of the prairies, but it's never, never, even in its heyday, uh, more than, you know, 500, 600, 700,000 tons. There's inland terminals in Saskatchewan that handle that much in a year. So it's, it's never been very significant, but it's always been a point of contention.
0: The saskagtoday.com roundtable is every Friday and can be found on the 620 CKRM YouTube page and at saskagtoday.com. Lots of information to take in, so we'll take our first break. And right afterward, we're going to focus on a couple of different topics here, one in France and the other on social media. SaskAg Today will return right after these messages.
1: We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
0: Welcome back. Farmers confronted French President Emmanuel Macron at a large farm fair in Paris on Saturday. After ending their protests three weeks ago, they want to see some visible progress on issues ranging from lower cost imports to fuel subsidies. This is France 24 correspondent Antonia Kerrigan.
3: There were around about 400 million euros worth of measures put on the table at the very end of January, early February, at which point on one level the uh, farmers' movement sort of suspended, pending uh, seeing these measures put in place. But obviously they're back, they're extremely angry once again. We have seen, you know, lots of talk of uh, making food security and food autonomy a real priority in French politics. The, The farmers want to see figures and they want to see how they're going to be helped to get there.
0: Macron did meet behind closed doors with representatives from five French farm unions. Meanwhile, there are trending topics every day on social media. On Friday, it was Subway and Yellow Mustard. A Friday morning post on X, formerly known as Twitter, by Canada's food professor, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois at Dalhousie University in Halifax, started the ball, got the ball rolling rather. He said Subway has told its Canadian franchisees that yellow mustard would no longer be made available because it was a slow-moving product. People on social media didn't believe that or don't believe that and want their yellow mustard back. Rick Mitzel, the executive director of Sask Mustard, weighed in. The individual stores probably still have access to purchase yellow mustard to other suppliers so I'm not sure you're gonna see this happen as as a widespread thing because again uh, my understanding is some of the individual owners can still purchase it. Canada is the world's largest yellow mustard seed exporter and Saskatchewan is the largest mustard seed producing province. We're gonna take another break on SaskAg today Right afterward, we'll have egg review with Doug Faulkner, as well as the farm precision weather with Phil Spivak. He'll walk us through today's forecast. As I'm seeing right here on the corner of Rose and 12th, a lot of snow coming down.
1: You're tuned in to Egg today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlampson Retire in Grenfell, your locally owned Retire dealers, and My Grain Exchange. Ready to market your 2023 crop? Head over to MyGrainExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions.
4: The Prairie Grain Development Committee meetings are going on in Saskatoon this week. Breeders bring forward potential new varieties for testing and evaluation, with the hopes of them being recommended for registration. The Canadian Grain Commission is actively involved in those discussions. Derek Bunkowski is the CGC's chief grain inspector.
0: Both our grading system and our variety registration system in Canada are integral pieces that allow Canada to deliver the quality and the functionality that our customers are looking for. So in terms of variety registration, CFIA registers the varieties, but ultimately it's the CGC that determines which varieties are going to be designated to the certain classes.
4: The meetings for the various grains and oil seeds start tomorrow and continue through Thursday. A Saskatchewan livestock company has been fined after one of its workers was seriously injured by a charging bull. Holdstock Livestock pleaded guilty to breaching the province's Occupational Health and Safety Regulations and was fined more than $50,000. The worker was injured by the bull near Weyburn almost two years ago. CN and CPKC rail supplied a combined 77% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 29 unchanged from the prior week, while overall system performance was unchanged from the prior week This reflects modest improvement for CN and no change for CPKC as compared to the prior week. In supplying 70% of cars ordered by shippers in week 29, CN saw performance improve slightly from the 68% order fulfillment performance seen in week 28. CN performance remains below the 90% performance threshold for the seventh consecutive week and below the 80% performance threshold for a fifth straight week. CPKC performance is unchanged from the prior week, with the railway supplying 86% of shipper orders in week 29. CPKC performance remains below the 90% threshold for the fifth consecutive week. Overseas, farmers confronted French President Emmanuel Macron at a large farm fair in Paris on Saturday, After ending their protests three weeks ago, they want to see some visible progress on issues ranging from lower-cost imports to fuel subsidies. This is France 24 correspondent Antonia Kerrigan.
3: There were around about 400 million euros worth of measures put on the table at the very end of January, early February, at which point on one level the uh, farmers' movement sort of suspended pending uh, seeing these measures put in place. But obviously they're back, they're extremely angry once again. We have seen, you know, lots of talk of uh, making food security and food autonomy a real priority in French politics. The, the farmers want to see figures and they want to see how they're going to be helped to
4: get there. Macron did meet behind closed doors with representatives from five French farm unions. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says it has revoked a poultry control zone order on Vancouver Island. It says the measure was invoked on November 11th on Qualicum Beach after detecting an outbreak of highly contagious bird flu. The agency says it ends the control zones after finishing post-outbreak surveillance where no more cases of avian flu are found. Its website says there are 15 currently infected sites in BC as of last Thursday and 144 previously infected sites that have affected more than six million birds. There are trending topics every day on social media. On Friday it was subway and yellow mustard. A Friday morning post on X, formerly known as Twitter, by Canada's food professor, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois at Dalhousie University in Halifax, started the ball rolling. He said Subway has told its Canadian franchisees that yellow mustard would no longer be made available because it was a slow-moving product. People on social media don't believe that and want their yellow mustard back. Rick Mitzel is the executive director of Sask Mustard.
0: The individual stores probably still have access to purchase yellow mustard to other suppliers. So I'm not sure you're gonna see this happen as as a widespread thing, because again, uh, my understanding is some of the individual owners can still purchase it.
4: Canada is the world's largest yellow mustard seed exporter and Saskatchewan is the largest mustard seed producing province. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer.
1: It's your Saskag today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: The official 620 CKRM farm precision weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather, and Phil, looking at the weather radar uh, for this morning, it appears that uh, we still have a snowfall warning in effect for uh, parts of the province, including uh, the central part and the northern part of the province as well, kind of around North Battleford. Melfort area, as well as a blowing snow advisory for west central Saskatchewan. Uh, Can we expect any of those uh, advisories to come down south to the Regina area? I'm not sure they're going to move the advisories,
5: but we're certainly getting the conditions even without them. The the advisory basically just means it's a, a little worse in those areas, but we are certainly getting the blowing. Uh, we're getting a little bit of light snow. We're going to get some accumulating snow, too. We're not going to get a lot of it, and because it is really blowing around and it's mostly light, it's going to be tough to measure. You'll get... Uh, 10 times as much on one side of the street than the other uh, when the snow blows around a bit. So we will be dealing with the snow through the afternoon, and we're also dealing with the cold. There are uh, some very cold temperatures that are settling in over the next few days, uh, so we'll be uh, getting into that. We're already seeing the temperature falling through the day. We've reached our high. Uh, we're on our way down to around minus 15 this afternoon. The snow will say... On the average, two to four centimeters for the area, while well, that heavier stuff uh, tracks into the north. The, uh, again, accumulation, tough to measure because of the blowing, and the blowing will cause reduced visibility through the afternoon. The wind peaks uh, for the really the next little while, uh, right in the early to mid-afternoon hours is when the strongest winds will occur. So that's when the worst of the visibility will be. The flurry is winded down for tonight. And conditions will improve. The wind will still be blowing around just enough to take these light snow flurries and uh, whip them around a bit, but nothing really new falling beyond the early evening. We drop off to minus 26 tonight and that puts the wind chill down into the mid minus minus 30s. bitterly cold tomorrow morning, just above the extreme cold threshold. That one wouldn't be surprised to see those advisories expanded a little bit, uh, especially tomorrow night. But in the meantime, we're just very cold, dangerous wind chill tomorrow morning uh, and even tomorrow afternoon, not much better. Mostly cloudy minus 18. Another, Frigid morning Wednesday, wind chill near minus 40, sunshine for Wednesday at minus 11. And talk about uh, wild swing in temperatures falling through the minus teens today, barely above minus 20 tomorrow, minus 11 Wednesday, three degrees at least on the plus side Thursday, falling back to minus 10 on Friday with a few flurries.
0: Thank you very much, Phil. Normal highs for this time of year, minus five, normal lows, minus 16 degrees. Sun rose in Regina around 7.49 this morning. Sun will set at 6.35 later today. Around the province, in Assiniboia and Mooseman 7. Estevan at plus 3, although they're not the warm spot. Saskatoon is at minus 19. Swift Current, Yorkton and Melville, minus 16. And Weyburn, minus 5. The warm spot in the province belongs to Coronach at 4.1 degrees. Meanwhile, the cold spot is in Stony Rapids at minus 27.8. In Regina, light snow coming down, northeast wind at 26 to 35 kilometers an hour, humidity at 81%, temperature minus 11 or 12 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 99.9 and rising. Moose Jaw, also likely some light snow, north wind at 24 to 42 kilometers an hour, temperature minus 11. Again in Regina, light snow, northeast wind at 26 to 35. The temperature, minus 11 degrees. Back in a moment.
1: Catch up with all your egg news anytime at saskegtoday.com. Now, back to SaskEgg Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
0: This portion of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougallAuction.com and Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Bill C. 355, a private members' bill that would ban the practice of shipping live horses from Canada by air to foreign countries, is currently before the Commons Ag Committee. After making it pass two readings in the House of Commons, the bill was introduced by a Manitoba Liberal MP several months ago. Some consumers in Japan consider horse meat a delicacy. The horses are shipped from airports across Canada to customers overseas. But Liberal MP Tim Lewis says the practice is cruel and needs to end. The bill has the support of his fellow Liberal MPs and the NDP in the House, while the Tories in the Bloc are opposed. During recent testimony, Liberal MP and committee member Leah, Leah Taylor Roy expressed her feelings about this practice.
6: You know, We know these animals um, have a great instinct, the fight-or-flight kind of instinct, and when they're stressed... Um, in a situation like this, it's very, very difficult for these horses. Um, and in fact, I was um, thinking about what the member opposite said, that there would be no deaths, and I think choosing a date is nice, but in our Library of Parliament notes that were sent to all of us, it does mention that since 2013, five horses have died associated with transportation. So it's, um, and I had actually um, reached out to the Library of Parliament to gather information as well. So um, some horses have died, but more than that, many, many, I would say, all of them suffer. And I think animals are sentient beings. I would agree with that. Um, and while we're not saying people in Canada cannot eat horse meat, we're simply saying that we do not approve of this practice. And I wanted to mention another thing, which is that the UK actually has introduced a much broader bill. It's actually called an animal welfare bill because they are concerned about the welfare of animals, Um To um, ban all livestock exports from the UK. And that was introduced in December 2023. Um, Now, again, they're they're not banning the consumption of animals. They're simply banning the export of these animals because they understand that that is not in the best interests of animal welfare.
0: It's that last point that has many agricultural groups across the country concerned, and it's why the Bloc is with the Tories on opposing this bill. Here's a clip of Bloc committee member Yves Perron and Lewis.
6: So the idea is that you're not trying to stop slaughter of uh, horses, but you're trying to stop export by plane because these are sentient beings. But all animals are sentient beings. We transport hogs, we transport uh, veal, uh, calves rather, and chickens, and that is why we've established transportation standards. And this brings me back to what I said earlier. If you do not want us to stop eating horse meat, then what is the purpose of developing a kind of Status of noblesse, of nobility for horses. So the idea is that you're simply trying to stop the export of these horses by plane. Do you not believe that this is going to create some kind of precedent? The next time around, we're going to say, well, to transport hogs uh, in a truck, uh, there's wind, we will have to review all of these standards. That is the reason that I made this a standalone bill. I did not want. We've we've had discussions in our committee here about
0: animal transportation, uh, many studies. And and, and that's important that we do that because, again, the CFIA and all of the regulations are making sure animal health is protected. And that happens here in Canada. But this bill is specifically designed to end one one specific instance, which is just banning horses for slaughter. Lewis says he believes the vast majority of Canadians support this bill. We're going to take another break here on Sask Egg today. Coming up after the break though, we'll have a feature from Sask Tips. They're investigating a January case, a case of uh, some game being left to waste. Keep it tuned here to 620 CKRM. We'll be back right after this.
1: You're tuned in to Sask Egg today on Your Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineer-tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Conservation officers are investigating a handful of cases of game being left to waste reported to them in January. Tips Communications Coordinator Cody Osborne says the first one was fishing-related.
4: So on January 28th, 2024, uh, Christopher Lake Conservation Officers received a report that seven whole northern pike had been left to waste approximately 300 meters from the shore near Timber Bay on Montreal Lake. Uh, These fish are believed to have been left on the ice
1: between Saturday, January 27th and the morning of Sunday, January 28th. Yeah, they're just left whole to waste. I'm not sure if someone just doesn't like pike and thought that they were doing the lake a favor or they just didn't want to fill up them. But uh, regardless, it is a a waste of of a game fish that could have fed a, a family or
4: two.
0: Wasting game fish, he says, can result in a $200 fine plus $50 per fish and suspensions. Due to time on today's program, we'll go over the other cases in tomorrow's show. Coming up next on today's show is the market update. We'll look at how grain prices at Viterra are doing, as well as the Livestock Report and the Resource Report later on. SaskAg Today will return right after these messages.
1: Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
0: Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Canola is down $9.40 to $5.40.02. Feed wheat is down 20 cents at 212.38, and number one red spring wheat is up 24 cents at 291.89. The rest were unchanged. Durham 404.63, feed barley 222.58, chickpeas 1168.44, flax 606.04, lentils 756.50, oats 285.32, and yellow peas 419.61. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is up one and a half cents at $6.43 a bushel. Up next is the Livestock Report.
1: The Saskag today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM.
0: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swift Current. We had 250 cattle last week. Good high yielding cows brought a dollar fifty to dollar sixty five. Sales up to one dollar sixty eight. Medium cows a dollar thirty to dollar forty five. Good high yielding bulls were a dollar fifty five to dollar seventy seven. Good feeding cows a dollar fifty to dollar seventy. dollars at for two twenty to two forty. Just a note here: we got a yearling. Started sale Thursday, February 29th, the 1,000 head on offer. Also, next bread cow and heifer sale is Thursday, March 14th. For further information, please phone 773-3174. Good day and good marketing.
0: Now the latest pork prices, they're at $193.29 per ckg. Coming up, the resource report.
1: The Saskatchewan Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young.
0: The Saskatchewan government has declared this week as Invasive Species Awareness Week. Invasive species are non-native plants, animals, insects, and diseases that can be spread through recreational activities such as boating, camping, hiking, and fishing. Residents can take preventative action by draining cleaning and drying all watercraft, and stopping for checks at decontamination stations, only buying and burning local firewood, and reporting sightings of suspected pests. To increase awareness, the Ministry of Environment will be sharing tips on their Facebook page to help people identify invasive species, understand the threats posed by these species, and know how to prevent invasive species from being unintentionally introduced. On the markets, the TSX is down 67 points at 21,345. The Dow is down just three points to 39,128. Oil is up 86 cents at $77.35 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74 cents US. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand SaskAg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's going to do it for Monday's edition of SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.